0: and I spent some quality time at Target Center on Tuesday night. Uh, Cheryl, I don't know that I've seen... I've been doing this a long time. You've been doing this for a long time. I haven't seen many games like that. Um, and you won it and it was a big victory for you and Powers put together some huge numbers. Bannum was, gr- was great. But uh, there were also a few t- moments where I'm I'm just going to go way on a limb here and guess you weren't entirely pleased with the process. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, as I, as I watched it back... Um, you know, it probably didn't feel. It never feels as worse as when you're in it. Um, but you know, certainly. So, so here was the here's the big thing, and and we knew this is what they would do. Uh, we have been awfully good at rebounding the ball. I think anybody that's been following knows um, that that has been something we we've done uh, of late, in particular. We've had a couple 50 rebound games last night with a, a 55 rebound game, and we're upset with uh, the rebounding, and, and they <laughs> certainly right rightfully so. Uh, but there were. Uh, you know, when you shoot three balls, that's what we always say, like we'd rather our players, you know, that, that's why the three ball is, I, I think, really attractive. Uh, not only the, the three points you get, but the, the when you miss, uh, it's a 50-50 ball. You know, the rebounding, offensive rebounding is easier on three balls. And so you have your work cut out for you. We gave, uh, you know, Phoenix took 50 threes. Uh, and so that's 50, uh, 50-50 balls. And, and so we just did not do a good job of just tracking and chasing and, and attacking rebounds. Uh, and that was incredibly disappointing. Um, and, you know, had we done that, you know, the, the game looks a lot different. And because we didn't and then because we um, got cute a little under five minutes to go and we had a 13-point lead, um, you know, we, we stopped being focused. We stopped, you know, our, our focus and our execution at both ends. Uh, and that's what you get. You know, they they fired right back and, you know, their ability to hit a three, we don't rebound, you know, was very fitting. You don't rebound and they get two, three shots at three balls um, at the end of regulation at the end of overtime. Uh, So we were fortunate to win the game. Um, As I told the team afterwards, um, it's it's, you never, ever want to feel bad about winning a game. And when we don't feel bad about winning that game, Um, we certainly understand that we've got to be better. And so you'd rather be sitting in a locker room, knowing you got to be better with a win rather than losing that game, which would have felt awfully bad. Um, And so we never give any W's back. Uh, They're all the same. There's no asterisk next to them. Uh, We just understand that, you know, we, we've, we want to play better than that uh, particularly execution wise, Um, you know, turning it over, not getting back on defense, you know, some really uh, what I would call immature plays um, that, that we got to go, okay, that's not the team that we're going to be. That's the team. That's some of the stuff that we did in the beginning. You know, it's not who we want to be now as we're sprinting, uh, for a playoff spot.
0: And it is three straight victories. Now you have Dallas on Thursday night. Uh, you have a packed schedule and they're all big games. And as you mentioned in the post game last night, Sylvia Fowles ends up playing 37 minutes. Uh, Mariah Jefferson's dealing with a little bit of a knee, uh, thing. How are you feeling today about going forward with, with, health and rest and everything like that
1: well it's it's a tough week for us um you know four games in six days we start with a double overtime game where as you mentioned i play uh, a player that should be on a minutes restriction probably double than what what they're uh what they should play at this point and that's still um we did kind of i actually had a player come over to me and say you know you got to get mariah out of the game and she's not okay Uh, and we knew that she was dealing with some stuff and um, and you know we saw her at practice, and you know saw her try to manage through. She hyperextended her knee in the Chicago game, and she has what we think is a, uh, what we call a pinching of a fatty pad in the knee. And when you fully extend, so when you jump off and you do those sort of things, if your knee's not bent, there's a potential for pinching it. So it's like biting the inside of your cheek each time mm-hmm. that happens, and then it sort of creates inflammation, and and it's uncomfortable and. Um, and it gets sore and sore each time that bite happens. So Mariah is working through that. I was really appreciative, um, that a, a player kind of go, Hey, and so Rachel Banham was terrific in Mariah's absence. And without, without Rachel Banham's play, there's no question, uh, that game looks different for us. And, um, you know, she was tough. She was confident. Uh, she was going to the basket, you know, three point plays and, and, uh, You know, it was, it was, (laughs) if you ask the players, that was quite a game to be involved in. I know Rachel in particular uh, kind of felt the ups and downs, you know, when you're trying to lead it um, when you know that Mariah is probably not going to return and you got to get the distance, you know, you got to go the distance, you know, physically it was hard, you know, cardiovascularly really hard. uh, But Rachel was, was really, really tough for us. Uh, But in terms of the week, uh, you know, we've, we've got, uh, it's, it's going to be challenging. We want to, we want to win the next game against Dallas. You got to win your home games. And we're trying to only think about that, uh, but it's very difficult. We have a 7:30 a.m. flight on Friday morning, so that departure time is going to come just hours after the players, you know, get a chance to wind down from from the game Thursday night. So, what we'll, we might get about three hours of sleep. Uh, we have to board, you know, that plane at 7:30, and you know, we arrive in Indy. We'll lay our heads down, try to get a little bit more a little bit more rest, and go play uh, a good Indiana team. There's no bad teams in this league. We might have a you know, a record that looks a certain way, but there is not a team that you can kind of go, okay, you know what, we can we can play everybody and not worry about this, that, and the other, and you'll still be you know, able to win the game. That's just simply not the case. Uh, so very difficult game down there in Indy, who we've lost to twice. Uh, so we're going to try to avoid getting swept uh, by the Indiana Fever. And so that's a big game, as you mentioned, and then travel Saturday and play uh, in D.C. on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. And, and we get back here on Monday and we'll get a couple days to kind of catch our breath. And uh, it's a big week for us. And, and we're going to have to manage uh, the physical side of it. And, you know, players are going to probably be playing through some through some pain and, and, and being uncomfortable. Uh, but I know everyone's kind of willing to, to do what's necessary. And hopefully we can get through the week, um, you know, and not too,
0: not too bad shape. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to Livia, Rudy Luther-Toyota, Cara Quinn. My realtor, successful marketing group, all energy, solar, and TSR injury law. Thank you for listening. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh I mean so much happened last night, but I, I I really think Bannon is a big deal. Uh she has played really well lately. She's been shooting the three. She was shooting some four point three pointers uh <laughs> in last night's game, uh shooting with confidence. Uh and as you said, making plays go into the hoop as well. And you've ca- said she's one of your best passers before. Uh, boy, she she came up big for you. And she not only came up for, big for you, she came up big for us in the post-game press conference where we asked about uh, you know, you mentioned that, hey, you know the links should have been fouling, with a three point lead there. Yeah, and and Rachel yeah. said, uh, "My bad, I forgot."
1: You know that's one of those things. <laughs> it's it's you know, what what I do appreciate about Rachel is Rachel doesn't make any excuses. Rachel doesn't blame anyone else. You know, I could be losing my mind on Rachel. God, blah, blah, why didn't we? Blah, blah blah And she'll say, "I don't know. I was just being stupid." You know, like she'll <laughs> she'll just and she's so disarming with it. Yes. You know, like you're like, okay, well, what are you going to do with okay, it? You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we actually had a foul to give, uh, in that last possession that we had multiple opportunities, you know, the initial inbound, um, where we said, okay, let's go foul it didn't happen. Then, uh, diamond the shields ended up with it up high up the perimeter. They were running a ball screen. We had multiple opportunities to, um, uh, because, you know, the biggest thing you want to do is maybe get a look at the play. Uh, you know, you got to take it back out on the side. Uh, and so we didn't get it done. And, and, um, yeah. I mean, that was coming from a timeout right out to the floor. So, you know, what the coaches deal with sometimes that, um, you know, so not only would we want to foul there, but then we were going to foul on the ensuing possession. So there would not be a three ball. We were going to take our chances with, uh, rebounding the ball at the free throw line and, and try to win the game that way. But it didn't happen. Uh, it's not the first time I will say that, uh, you know, I think many coaches would tell you, you know, that you've had things in that were supposed to happen that didn't happen, but, um, Again, without Rachel, you know, playing the way that she did, we're we're not able to talk about the talk about the W way that we are now.
0: Yeah, and, and as you said, Rachel's always been just a delightful person to be around, and it's just fun to see her play well. And now you have Ariel Powers putting up one of the most unusual lines I've ever seen: career high in points, thirty-five <laughs> points, thirteen rebounds, career high in rebounds, and almost it's the triple double. I don't. You should have called a timeout to let her get the tenth. Turnover. <laughs> yeah. I don't know
1: if there's ever been a triple double in the history of the league in that way. Uh, so that would have been a, a another historic mark. Um, but you know, it was, it was unfortunate cause I, you know, obviously Ariel, uh, was, was pretty darn good scoring the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, got, you know, was, was rebounding it, but, uh, you know, the turnovers were tough and, and we got to work through that and make sure that, um, you know, we're not, those things are not happening. Uh, cause as well as, she, as well as she played, boy, you know, it took you on a ride.
0: <laughs> oh my. Yes. Uh,
1: so, but, um, again, you know, without Ariel's great play, we're, we're not talking about the W.
0: Right. And, and she's another disarming personality. She, she owns it. She's honest about it. She's fun still. I mean, she's, she's a lot of fun to have around, at least from you know our perspective.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, her energy, you know, she certainly enjoys, um, you know, playing to the crowd and, and those sort of things and. Uh, yeah, it's a player that's continuing to mature, and and that's what we saw there. Um, you know, there's multiple instances. There's obviously a lot of things that you guys don't know what's supposed to be happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's like when Kent Youngblood said to me when when uh, we were coaching Maya Moore, and you know, I yelled at Maya probably more than any other player. Um, and Kent Youngblood said to me, Cheryl, why do you why do you always yell at Maya? And I was like, because she's doing so much wrong. You guys think she's wonderful, uh, but she does so much wrong in terms of. Uh, what the schemes were, what was supposed to happen. Uh, but the great thing about Maya, and this is what I'm trying to impart to, to Ariel Powers, is that with Maya, there would be a mistake. Maybe she was you know, botched the coverage, whatever was supposed to happen. But she was going to come out of nowhere and get a deflection, come out of nowhere and get you a great rebound or a block shot. Uh, she was going to do something great uh, on the offensive end, offensive rebound, like a hustle play to make up for whatever just happened. Um, so with Maya, I always said she was the greatest player um, that you never knew when she made a mistake because she never acted like she mm-hmm. made a mistake, if that makes sense. Um, she never hung her head. She didn't stop playing. Uh, well, that's not what we saw last night. Um, when, when we made a mistake, and particularly uh, this is a growth point for Ariel, when you make a turnover, right, yeah, it stinks in a moment. But you got to get your butt back, and you got to make a play on the defensive side you know, to make up for that. And so that's that next evolution um, that, that, you know, trying to get a good player to become a very good player, Um, you know, those, that that emotional maturity that has to happen. Um, And that's, you know, it's, it's fun to be talking about that, you know, given, you know, the, the the way that she's playing now, you know, that uh, there has been evolution and, you know, she's finally kind of, you know, got her ship righted and, uh, you know, is is really helpful to us right now.
0: We are having a conversation with that Particularly, thing about my with Maya, and she basically said, "Chin up, you know, chin up, shoulders back." You always got a next play. If you make a mistake, make up for it. Uh, she had just had a great attitude, and sometimes Ariel will droop because she made one turnover and she just stood there, kind of holding her head while, yeah. while uh, yeah. Phoenix went down and got the uh, the layup. Yeah. Um, and the <laughs> the. Uh, Oh shoot! I'm, I had something else I wanted to bring up, and I'm absolutely blank on it. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> tell, uh, okay. uh, Cheryl, It'll Cheryl, yes, yeah, okay. so it will. Um, tell us about Olivia. Uh,
1: I'll tell you about Olivia. Olivia, um, gosh, they're so patient with me. That's probably that's probably the first thing I <laughs> I told them. Uh, you know, I told my co- my coach Connie, and she's been great. It's it's a difficult time right now, just in terms of travel and you know being at the All Star Game, this, that, and the other, and. You know, I sort of fell off the wagon and I had my, my, uh, my in-body um, uh, composition, My you know, kind of like my – actually, was not an in-body. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get ready for my next in-body uh, where they kind of tell you, you know, what, what's happening. You know, am I hydrating enough and what's my muscle mass now, all that good stuff. And it's like I said, I'm a, I really geek out over uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, but I sort of fell off the wagon and for the first time, um, there was more of a challenge where I'm going – I don't really want to have a uh, living meal right now. I want to, you know, like you just, you, you start to emotional eat and, mm-hmm. um, that's something I, you know, that's going to be my struggle for sure. And, uh, you know, and you have you know, like you just, I, I like to own it and kind of go, okay, if I had a bad day, I know how to write the ship. Well, I had a bad probably a week or so and, you know, concluding over the weekend in Chicago, uh, where I wasn't completely in line with what I was supposed to be doing and, and the scale went the wrong direction. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's in those moments though. You need the reminders of, you know, like there's, you, you, you can't get your head down and you can't like, don't compound it. And, you know, how do you get right back? And, and Connie was just, you know, Connie doesn't beat you over the head with it. You know, you don't, you know, this is not like my mom told me a story about, uh, cause I was talking with her about Livia and just kind of what's going on. And she told me a story about one time, uh, I don't know if it was Weight Watchers. I think it was something, some one of those big companies everybody knows about. And, uh, she i guess she was interested and she said she went in for a visit and when you go in you get on the scale in front of everyone and if you did well they 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 ring all these bells and everything and if you don't you know my mom's words you feel like a smacked ass you
0: know oh like my God.
1: you know so and i thought, oh my gosh mom that's livia's nothing like that you know and um and and so uh, thank thank goodness cuz i <laughs> there wanna not not have been bells ringing on my last visit but um, but the whole thing is like, okay, what do you do now? And that's what, you know, like as a coach, that's what you got to be able to do is like, okay, you can't change that, but what can I do now? And um, just reminders of the importance of hydrating, how much that can do for you. And, and, you know, my, my bad thing is, is, uh, you know, the, I, I have a sugar problem and as a lot of us do. And, um, you know, just how to, you know, it's crazy, Jim, like, you know, I, I always heard about this in terms of and not only like that moment when you eat it, but then how it causes your body to want more, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're, you're hungrier and then your body wants the sugar. And so I was telling Connie, I, for the first time I felt that in my body, like I knew I put, I would call it my beaker. My body is my beaker. What I put in my beaker, um, I felt it. And I, when I, mean, I felt the hunger and I thought, uh, uh-uh. you know, sugar, you're not going to win right here, you know, and I had to kind of get right back you know, to, to where I kind of detoxed off of the, of the sugar. So that's a long story, but, um, it has been an eventful week and, um, I'm back on track and, and, uh, you know, happy, happy. I'll be able to report a, a, a better week next week when I go back.
0: Good deal. Uh, the Diana Trossy kick, have you looked at it? And I mean, you, you've coached Diana, uh, and you know, team USA events, uh, you, obviously, you know, whatever relationship there is between Tarossi and Fowles, they've been teammates together. Did you see anything in that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was unacceptable, and I think more than anything, uh, you know, it's disappointing uh, that that Tarasi would do that. Uh, but we've said this, you know, whether you're friends or not, when you're on the court, Tarasi doesn't treat you like a friend. Uh, I can think of numerous take fouls. We can go back to the Simone Augustus ACL uh, in Phoenix a long time ago. Uh, there's been multiple situations where I, I I question. I go, and you guys say you're friends, uh, like you can ever do these kind of things to a friend. In this case. I blame the officials, the officials, you can, that cannot go unpunished. It was so egregious. And, um, they, what happened, I think, well, you know, they, when they got to a certain point, I'm, I do have a call in and, uh, there will be ramification to the kick. Um, the, the idea that the official has a window in which they could do something. Uh, I don't understand why we weren't still in that window, because the play had just happened, the whistle had blown, and I believe a timeout was taken, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and th- th- to me, there was no excuse. So I'm going to wait for a ruling on that. What, what was wrong with them saying, you know what? Because this is what we, we talk about a lot. Sometimes the call is late, but as long as they get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss, you know, that happened in our game where, um, where I think we, we kind of fouled a three-point shooter. They didn't call it for a long time. And then the referee kind of processed, you know what, shoot, that was a flip. I needed to look at that. And they don't have any problem making that call. So why in that case was there not the opportunity to go, you know what, there was something here. And let's at least go look at it You know, to confirm that that doesn't seem right. Uh, because you've got officials looking at the, the shooter. And Diana was upset that there was not a foul call, uh, all that that sort of thing. Um, but it was very disappointing behavior. Um, not surprising, of course, but but disappointing. And uh, yeah, I mean, there will be ramifications to to that
0: kick. Good to hear. Uh, Let's talk about the All-Star Weekend. First of all, we want to thank our sponsors, our longtime sponsors, starting with Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Speaking of all-energy solar, all energy Do high utility bills... Have you seen red? See green instead with solar power and net metering. With net metering, extra energy generated by your solar panels is sent back to the energy grid in exchange for credit on your electricity bill. Those credits pay for your energy use on days when solar production is low or your electricity use is high. Uh, check out All Energy Solar for saving money on gas, uh, for saving money in utility bills, for increasing the resale value of your house, uh, for paying off in the long term, uh, no matter what you do, and they're great. These are great for business too. So go to allenergysolar.com and check out all the ways that All Energy Solar Solar Energy can help you. Also, want to tell you about Cara Quinn, and I know we have ads about her new company Sette Colli. Uh, S e t t e c o l l i. It's a cool Italian term. Uh, it's it's Car- Cara's new business, but I'm I'm just going to take a break from. Our normal uh, messaging about Cara, just tell you, hey, uh, Cara sold our house. She did it quickly. She did it efficiently. Uh, you know, it sold really quickly after we put her on the market, even though the market is not quite as crazy as it was just a few months ago. We sold and, and she just solved so many problems. She's always available. Uh, she's always texting, calling, checking in. Uh, you know, she's always reachable. Sometimes I feel guilty because we're reaching out to her at odd times. She's always responsive always friendly, uh, always just easy to work with. She made selling our house just – it's the easiest thing we've ever done because of her. So check out Cara, Check out her new company, Sete Again, S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I. So do, do we have a new category of trophy now, Cheryl? Do we have a tweezer <laughs> trophy that's going to be awarded to, uh, to MVPs from All-Star Games? Uh, I appreciate Kathy – Helping Kelsey Plum carry it, you don't want <laughs> Kelsey Plum injuring her wrists bearing that much weight. Oh
1: man, that was all very awkward. You know, it even felt like Kathy kind of knew it was awkward when she was like, "Wait, we don't have room for both of our hands on here." <laughs> uh, but if you go back and look, um, Maya Moore's trophy, because uh, I did that very thing, and I thought, "Oh my god, like, did this thing get smaller? What are we doing?" <laughs> and I googled Maya Moore's uh, MVP trophy and unfortunately, and I've said this for a long time in our league, um, I I don't know why these things are difficult, especially as women are in these leadership positions where you go, like for example, we have a championship trophy. Uh, We were in Detroit. We have a championship trophy uh, and the NBA team had won uh, a trophy. So the two trophies next to each other are so vastly different. Mm -hmm. And my big thing was we were to go on an appearance to a school and to bring the trophies. And I said, no way, because we are going to walk into that school where there are young girls and boys and put on display that the women are less than, are viewed as less than by the NBA um, and, and, you know, sports landscape in general. We want to go in there and exacerbate that. And the, the boys go, oh, wow, look at the big NBA trophy. They're really worth more than these women with this little trophy over here. And so those things get lost on people, The you know, that you're conditioning people by what they see. And You're going to get on the NBA side, you're going to get uh, in the summer league rings, rings for winning the NBA summer league that I don't know that I can find more boredom in watching basketball. You're now going to get a ring, but yet in the WNBA, a trophy, an MVP trophy of an all-star game, which should be one of our biggest spectacles, that that's going to, to be the image that we're going to project. It's just mind boggling. Um, I don't care if the shit's fake. Make it bigger,
0: <laughs> right? It can be gold uh, plated, know, but you can make it. You can go to any pawn shop and buy a large trophy. Yeah, and that's not that you, know, you should, but my point yeah. is they're easy to find.
1: So I, I just think you know, unfortunately, we just do things to perpetuate these images, and um, that I, I personally don't think these things are that hard, but um, there must be great challenges because uh, it continues to happen, and and hopefully we'll you know, we'll understand what we're doing uh, just to ourselves. Um, you know, and we always say it's the economics, you know, economics of it. And like I said, I know for me, um, I'd, I'd reach far and wide, you know, to make sure that the image uh, does not project a vast difference between women's sports and men's sports. And um, that, you know, unfortunately that wasn't the case this weekend.
0: On a happier note, Sylvia Fowles wins the opening tip, takes the first shot, drains a three Later on, open court steal and dunk. That was fantastic.
1: It really was. Um, I can't remember the last time I was at a basketball game that I was out of my seat fangirling uh, Sylvia Fowles' dunk. And, you know, two hands over my head, jumping around. You know, I, I haven't done that. I don't, maybe ever. It's not really my style. And uh, when I had actually, uh, I, I thought that Syl was only going to play the first five minutes of the game. So, uh, it was a surprise to me. She was back in the game. I was, I was actually in my phone looking for an earlier flight because Oliver was, he was wanting to get out of there. And I got tapped to the side and said, Oh, sils Sil's back in the game. So I, the second that I turn and look, she's getting the steal, and I saw the breakaway and I saw her measure her steps. So I knew she was going to dunk and I was up out of my seat and, and, uh, you know, it was, um, not surprised that she did it. Um, uh, we had talked about in our last Dallas game, she had a breakaway. That I thought she could have dunked and should have dunked, and I told her that. Uh, so I think the dunk has been on her mind, and then certainly, uh, you know, I think for her, an all-star game setting is a little bit easier to do
0: those things. And
1: man, at 36 with a bum wheel, and and she's the one dunking—that
0: was pretty cool. That was that was phenomenal. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, I was going to ask you about. Uh, I noticed yesterday I was watching your bench a lot, uh, and I was wondering. Do you calm Katie Smith down or does she calm you down or do you take terms?
1: <laughs> you know, we let each other go. Uh, we let each other go unless, unless we kind of, you know, if the situation looks like it's going to, you know, get out of hand, but no, I, I, Katie Smith cracks me up. Um, you know, but she's right in everything that she's saying, I'll say that. Um, but no, that's uh, that competitive fire. You know, I, I just love being next to that. And, um, you know, after the game, we get we get some good laughs, laughs about about and then you have Rebecca Brunson, you know, who's on the other side, you know, who's like the calm between the the two storms that is that is uh, Cheryl and Katie. So
0: <laughs> I, well, I enjoy exactly, the hell out of it. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw. I saw you were you know you turn and say da da da, and Katie look, would look <laughs> even more intense, and Katie looks like she wants to run out there and deck somebody, and then it's like Brunson's <laughs> like, "Come on now, we'll just look at look at the I love it. It's great balance. Man, Great stuff. Uh, We have a lot to talk about here going forward. It's fascinating to see the race that you're in at this point, big games coming up this week. Uh, We'll get, let Cheryl take a final thought here. Uh, Once again, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to all our sponsors. Thanks to Brandon and check out all the other shows at talknorth.com. John Krasinski has been doing really good stuff on the wolves. You can find that as well as uh, all the other outdoor sports and variety shows. Cheryl, do you have a final thought for us?
1: Yeah, I just thinking about Brittany Griner as we as we played Phoenix Mm. and can imagine, um, you know, obviously how difficult it's been for the Phoenix franchise and all of its people that so love Brittany Griner. But I always think about how difficult uh, for her and and for her wife uh, and her family uh, to be in this situation. And so shout out and thoughts to uh, Brittany in particular and and then certainly uh, her wife, Sherelle, and, you know, just that they hang in there and, and this be over soon.
0: Well said, Gerald. Thank you. Good luck, and we'll talk next week.